Last few weeks we've been talking about defense and how to be prepared to give a defense for our faith. And we talked about um, why the Bible is true. And we talked about some scientific evidence for Christianity. Tonight we're going to go a little bit different. Tonight's message is called The Other Guys. Okay, The Other Guys. In the book of Acts, not that movie, no, don't even think that. Um, in the book of Acts chapter 17, which you don't, I mean, it, the, the, the main verse will be on there, but I'm going to set it up a little bit. Paul, the Apostle Paul, has been invited to a place called Mars Hill, okay? Um, Mars Hill was the place in Athens where all the really smart, like, philosophers and dudes who like to think about deep stuff, this is where they went to talk about deep stuff, okay? So, um... He gets called up to Mars Hill, and as he's going, he, he notices that in Athens they had uh, all kinds of temples and shrines to all kind of different gods, okay? And, and they had one in particular that he finds interesting, and so he talks about it in Acts 17.23. He says, For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown god. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship, and this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. So he's like, you guys have an altar to all these different gods. You even have one that's like the catch-all. It's like, in case we miss the God, here's an altar to an unknown God. He said, that's the God I'm going to tell you about. And he proceeds to tell them about Jesus. And so tonight we're going to look at some unknown gods, okay? We're going to look at some of the other religions in the world and talk about how they compare to what we believe and to Christianity, right? We're going to talk about... Um, three different religions, and then talk about how they relate or the different, the main differences between those religions and Christianity. Um, Christianity is the most popular religion in the world, and so we're going to look at numbers four, three, and two, and then Christian is number one. So number four, anybody, before we put it up there, anybody want to guess the number four religion in the world? You're looking on the U version, so you're cheating. What is it? China is not a religion. That's a country. What do you got? Buddhism. Buddhism is actually correct. Buddhism is the fourth most popular religion in the world. 7% of the world is Buddhist, which is about 488 million people are, are Buddhist in the world. It is largely Eastern-based in China and Asia. Yes, ma'am. Okay, well, we'll get there. Let me get through one at a time here. So, so let's talk a little bit about Buddhism. Now, in Buddha... They do not really believe in God the way we do. As far as they're concerned, God is either not there, or if he is there, uh, he's kind of irrelevant to your daily life. So either God created us and then just kind of gave up and let us figure it out, or there is no creator or God at all. Um, they don't really care because either way it's not essential or relevant to the day-by-day -day life. They don't really, it's not a, it's not a big deal. In Buddhism, and we're going to talk in each for each religion, we're talking about their, their God and how you get saved in theirs. Because they all agree that we need salvation. That's one thing all religions agree is that we do need salvation. Um, or, we, you know, we, we have something to attain to. So their version of salvation is, is you get there by the eightfold path. Okay, the eightfold path. And the eight folds are perfect vision, perfect emotion, perfect speech, perfect action, perfect livelihood, perfect effort, perfect awareness, and perfect meditation. That seems hard to me. That's a lot of things to be perfect at, right? So if, if you do all of those, yes. Yeah, right. So if you can live up to all of those, okay, if you can live up to all those eight things, then you get the, to the goal. Of course, our goal is heaven and eternal life with Jesus. Their goal 
is if you follow all these, you get rid of pain because that's what uh, the founder of the religion realized. He was he was very sheltered, and he uh, so when he was like in his thirties before he was kind of like uh, Jasmine in Aladdin. She never left the castle, you know, and so uh, or the palace walls. That's kind of how the founder was, and so he finally he he left the palace walls and he he saw all this pain. He's like, I didn't know people lived like this. So the goal of their religion is to get rid of pain. But when you reach Nirvana, which is the end of pain, um, at that point you just cease to exist. So that's their version of, that's the ultimate goal, is to not exist anymore, which seems weird to me. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so, say so what? Nirvana is a band, but it was named after this concept. They got the idea from this concept. So, um, Right, they want you to perfect in order to not exist, which is weird to me. Um, so, yeah, that doesn't sound great. That seems like an awful lot of work for not a lot of reward to me. I don't know. Uh, so that's Buddhism, okay, kind of in, in a nutshell. What do you think the number three religion is? Judaism, no. It is Hinduism, that is correct. Did you look at the U version or no? You don't, I didn't see, see it out, so she did. Yeah, Hinduism is the number three religion in the world. 14% of the world is Hindu, which is about 950 million people, um, followers. Their version of God is what's known as Brahma, okay, B-R-A-H-M-A, Brahma. And Brahma is a singular cosmic spirit, all right, like it says up there. Oh, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. Brahma is like an impersonal force that's in everything and is everything. Does that sound like anything you guys have heard of? He could be. God, God could be in the stand, yeah. So, okay, so, so, so let me ask this. Um, did anybody watch the new Star Wars trailer? Some of y'all? Some of y'all have? Woo, West did. West is excited about it. So, the, the, the final trailer for the new Star Wars movie came out on Monday night, and, and the timing of that's really cool because actually... The force from Star Wars is kind of like what they, it's kind of like Brahma. It's this cosmic spirit that is everything and it's in everything. And so because it's in everything and it is everything, they have th 330 million gods, but they are all connected to this Brahman force, okay, which is weird. Um, and so kind of everything could be a god and everything is not a god. It's weird. So they do believe in these kind of incarnations of of the Brahmin, like, which is, you know, a human incarnation. They believe Jesus is one of those, okay? So they actually do believe that Jesus exists and that he's God, but that's because everything is God, and it, yeah, so it's weird. Um, I don't, so yeah, exactly. See, they're at the same time, they believe in many gods, they believe everything is God, and they believe there's one God, all at the same time. So yeah, it, it really doesn't make a lot of sense in my head. Yes. I don't know. I don't get it either. Right. I don't know. I don't. You know. I, that's that's one of the things I don't understand about it. I don't know. Yes, Ronnie. They do. All of these religions do have their own versions of sacred writings. Both Buddhism and Hinduism are are different in that um, they believe that their sacred text or whatever um, that people still can add to it, basically. Um, so it can change, and because we're all, you know, in, in Hinduism, everything's a god, so 
it's constantly changing and evolving, right? There's no, there's no, uh, there's no standard for it, um, which is kind of, I know. And, and so here's how they get to their version of salvation. There are three paths to God. The, another word for path is yoga, not like the yoga you think of, but a yoga means path, okay? Um, and so there are three ways. Number one is called dharma, which is religious duties, okay? Number two is called knowledge, which is meditation, which is what we think of when we think of yoga, right? We think of like meditation and the dog pose. Yeah, um, downward dog. And I should have played that, that, that clip from Psych when they're doing the, hot, the Bikram yoga. Oh, that's a great, it's a good one. Um, and then uh, the third one is devotion bhakti, which is worship. This is when you think, this is the easiest one, which is why you think of little statues of Buddha, right? You think of a little fat gold dude, right? Oh, no, we're in Hinduism. But anyways, like you think about that, that's devotion bhakti. Um, and so you, get, you pick one of those three ways and you get to God. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the little dude in the front. Yeah, yeah, same kind of concept. So, so here's the things. Stay with me, guys. Stay with me. Okay, shh, stay with me. Um, and again, their goal is the same thing as Buddhism, kind of different, to be absorbed into the Brahman, into the, that life force, and again, to cease existing, okay? So both Buddhism and Hinduism, their basic goal is to just not be there. Right? Like all of a sudden the flame's out there. Th that's what it is. To cease existing, you're just not there anymore. And that's a weird goal to me. I don't really, like, I, I don't know. Yes, ma'am. Why don't they stop believing? Well, and that's a good question. Of course, I do believe in reincarnation. Um, and so karma and those kind of things where if you're good, you might get reincarnated better. But if you're bad, you'll get reincarnated worse, um, which is a whole other thing. Yeah. No, you know, if, if, if people don't hear about Jesus, um, they don't have the chance to know him, and therefore they don't get to go to heaven. That's why we send missionaries where we do, and that's why we want to reach people, because um, it's kind of like with the law. If you break the law and you say, well, I didn't know that was the law, it doesn't matter. You still broke the law. Um, and God's the same way. We want, we want people to hear about him and so, that they can, so that they can know salvation. i got to move on. Um, so, anybody want to guess what the number two religion is? Uh, yes. Islam is correct. Islam is correct. And uh, it is the second most, 23% of the world is Islam. 1.6 billion people on earth uh, are claimed to be Islamic, and that is the, uh, the God that they follow. Now, who is the God of Islam? Anybody know? Yes. Allah, right. Um, Allah is, is the God of Islam, and he is all-seeing, all-powerful, eternal, uncreated, and merciful. Does that sound similar? Sounds like our God, right? But he's also unknowable, and that's one of the big differences. Of course, our God is all about relationship, but this God is this powerful, eternal, uncreated, merciful God, but you can't know him. There's zero relationship. Um, it's kind of like, like at, uh, at camp. When he talked about, you know, knowing a celebrity and knowing about them and actually knowing them. It's the same thing, right? They know about Allah, and I know about LeBron James, but I don't know LeBron James, right? Same concept. They don't know Allah. They just know about him, okay? And they believe that Allah sent prophets throughout time to make himself known. You'll recognize some of these names. Adam, 
Noah, Moses, David, Jonah, John the Baptist, Jesus. They believe these are all prophets of Allah. Okay, that's what Islam believes. And so that's why people tell you there's no difference. That's why we did the game about what's the difference. Because people will say there's not that much of a difference. Okay, but there is a difference between Pepsi and Coke. Because Pepsi's gross. And uh, Pepsi's gross. It's too sweet. I'm not a fan. No, they both get you fat. But uh, Pepsi is too sweet for me. I'm not a Pepsi guy. Um, I'm a Coke guy. But just like there's a difference there, people tell you there's no difference, except there is. They also believe Muhammad, of course, is the last and greatest prophet, um, which is the name you hear most about when you talk about Islam. People don't talk about the fact that they actually believe in Jesus. They believe he's one of the prophets of Allah. But Muhammad is the last and greatest prophet. So in, in order to be a Muslim and to be successful or whatever, you have to make a statement of faith. You have to pray five times a day, and it's the same prayer all the time. They say they repeat the same prayer five times a day, every day, facing Mecca. Yes. Yes, they do. They have a call to prayer, and especially like, is that what you're going to tell? Yeah. You know, um, when you talk to Jonathan and Audra when they're here or any of the missionaries we've had from that area, they hear that every day. They hear the, the horn that reminds all the Muslim people in that Muslim country to stop and pray. Yeah. The elders. Oh, Paul and Sam. Yep. Paul, yeah, Paul and Sam and uh, Matthew and Fariba who were here at our missions banquet. If you are here that Sunday night, they come from that, you know. Um, and, yeah, they have a call to pray. They have to pray the same prayer five times a day. They also have to give alms, which that's like offering. We're, we're, you know, alms, okay, whatever. They have to observe Ramadan, which is a time of fasting. And at, one, at some point during their life, they're supposed to make a pilgrimage to Mecca, which means go to Mecca. It's kind of like if we had to go to Bethlehem in order to be a Christian. Like at one point in your life, you have to go to Bethlehem. Don't get me wrong. I'd like to go. I think it would be cool to go to Bethlehem. But... Right, exactly. And so, it's yeah, it's definitely there's some elitism there. Um, I guess they assume you're going to save up for a long time and try and make that happen. But, uh, yeah, so those are, those are the things you have to do. You've got to make the statement of faith, pray five times a day, give alms, observe Ramadan, and make a pilgrim of the message, Mecca, pilgrimage to Me- Mecca. The, the goal, again, we're talking about the goal, their version of what we would call heaven or whatever, is to eventually enjoy a guilt-free indulgence of everything in life. Now, this is kind of weird to me because you try and do as good as much possible so that when you die, you get to do all the bad stuff you didn't do while you were here, right? Like, so, so like, hey, you know, be, live a good life so that when you die, you can do all the stuff you couldn't do on earth. Why not just do it here? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I believe I would just do all that stuff here and not worry about it. Um, so you do as much good as possible. When you die, Allah weighs all your good. If you did, you know, he tallies it up. You know, this many good things, this many bad things. And, and if you did more good than bad, you, you get that. You get to their version of heaven, which, again, no relationship, just pleasure indulgence. Um, if not, you don't make it. And the problem is you don't know till you die. There's no assurance. So every, you know, any Muslim person doesn't know. Even they believe they don't know until they get, until they die, where they're going, okay? Um, the only way to make absolutely sure, there's one way to make absolutely sure. Anybody know what that is? Want to guess? What? Karma? No, that's Hinduism. 
What's the what are, now? Because first part of that, what's the one way Muslims believe you can guarantee getting into heaven? What? If you die as a martyr, that's exactly right, right? Which is where suicide bombers and all that kind of stuff. Because if you die for the religion, you're guaranteed to get into heaven. Other than that, no way of knowing. So there's this whole uncertainty about about Islam that that, that they don't really know until it's too late whether or not. Uh, they've done enough or whether or not they've been good enough. Now, there are two things missing from these three religions that we talked about that are different from Christianity, okay? The first thing is relationship, right? God uh, designed us for relationship with him. You guys have heard me talk, if you've been here much at all, about Genesis 3. It says he walked in the garden in the cool of the day with them. So God was in, God designed Adam and Eve to be in relationship with him. He walked with them, he hung out with them, he talked with them. All right? Um, and he, he gave us the idea of relationship with each other as an illustration of that, right? So God designed us for relationship. But these, that, that doesn't exist. It's God is unknowable, or there is no God, or God is the force. And none of those has relationship in mind. These are <clears throat> uncaring almost gods, okay, that don't want that. And so God gave us relationship to illustrate the relationship that he wants with us. Here's the second thing that none of these have, and that is grace. See, grace is getting what we don't deserve. Each of these religions are about you trying your best to fulfill this certain thing, right? If you do more good than bad, you might get to heaven. And if you, uh, you know, do the eightfold path from Buddhism, and if you do one of the three paths from Hinduism, and if you do it good enough, if you can do it good enough, you can get to heaven. But Christianity takes that pressure off, right? God said, all of you guys have sinned. None of, nobody is good enough to do it on our own. So Jesus came down and did it for us. Jesus said, you know, God said, there's no way for you guys to pay for the, your screw-ups. We're all born sinful, which again, we all, all the religions agree we need salvation. Um, but instead of us trying to do it, Christianity says, God already did it. I want to show you guys this video that kind of illustrates uh, the difference and then, and then I'll close it out. So go ahead, Wes, hit that video. A man fell in a hole. He fell in a hole and he couldn't get out. A traveler passed by. He told the man to meditate, to purify his mind. And when he reached Nirvana, all suffering would cease. The man did as he was told, but he remained in the hole. Another man appeared. He explained that the hole didn't exist, and neither, in fact, did the man. It was all an illusion. The man who did not exist was still stuck in the hole that was not there. Another visitor arrived. He instructed the man to perform good deeds to improve his karma, and though he would still die in the hole, he might be reincarnated as something magnificent. Another man looked down from above. He taught the man to pray five times a day facing east and to follow five important tenets. 
If he was faithful, one day, perhaps, the divine would set him free. The man prayed as best he could, but he was losing strength, and in the hold he remained. something different about him. He called down to the man in the hole and asked him if he wanted to be free. This man lowered himself into the earth, into the pit. He took hold of the man. himself out, was saved. That's the difference. Other religions require us to earn salvation, but Jesus gave us a gift of salvation. It's not about what you do, it's about what he did. Other religions point the way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man gets to the Father except through me. Karma says, you get what you deserve. Let's put that graphic up there. Karma says, you get what you deserve, but Jesus said, or but Christianity says, Jesus got what you deserve. See, none of us deserve salvation. We don't deserve to spend heaven or to spend eternity with Jesus. That's what heaven is, by the way. Heaven is, is eternity in relationship with God. By the way, if you want that graphic, all these are in the Uversion app. You can download it and not have to take a picture with your phone. Um, if you go to the Uversion Live thing, click on tonight's deal. There should be a link to, the, to a Dropbox that has all these in it. Um, the Bible said, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says it like this. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. All these other religions are about us earning. How much can you do? How good can you be? How many times a day can you pray? All these kind of things. But Christianity is all about what God did for us. I want you all to bow your heads and close your eyes for a second. And I want to ask this, and... And I probably don't do this often enough, but tonight I want to ask, um, is there anybody in here who needs to accept that gift for the first time? You say, I've been to church before maybe, or maybe you haven't. Um, but Jesus wants to give you the gift of, of a relationship with him. And so uh, if you're in here and you say, I've been trying to be good, I've been trying to be a good person but I want that gift of eternal life that takes the pressure off, that gift of relationship with Jesus. If that's you, just slip your hand up and put it back down. Okay, nobody's looking around, nobody's watching. But right now, you can slip your hand up and put it back down.
I'm going to pray for all of you. And even if you didn't raise your hand, but you feel like you should have, or you wanted to, know that all you have to do is begin to to talk to God. It's not complicated. It's not about, you don't have to speak out loud. God knows our thoughts. And so you can, you can just begin to, to pray quietly right where you are, and he'll hear you. And all you got to say is, God, I know that I screwed up, and I know that I'm not perfect, and, and I can't live up to uh, your standards, and so I accept the gift of salvation. I, I want to begin their relationship with Jesus. Now, everybody look at me, because here's the thing, and here's where I want to end tonight, is let's talk a little bit about how we can share this with other people, because it's one thing to know these things. You know, the last four weeks of, of messages that, that, that I've been bringing um, have been different. They've been filled full of facts, which is kind of unusual. We don't normally go like this, but, but let's talk about practice, okay? So, so when you have people, how many of you guys know somebody who believes a different religion than Christianity? And I'm not talking about even Judaism necessarily, but they believe something that's totally non-Christian. A bunch of you guys do. Okay, awesome. So here's the thing. The biggest thing we can offer these people is just what we talked about earlier, the two differences between Christianity and the other religions, relationship and grace. We have the opportunity with these people who, who have these kind of beliefs that they, don't, they have a hard time understanding it. If you heard Matthew and Fariba's story um, either at camp or at, uh, at, at our banquet, at our missions banquet deal a few, a few months ago, you know that the, the concept of grace is kind of foreign to them. They, don't, they didn't understand it, you know. And so we have the opportunity to just love those people. Man, if you got somebody who believes something different, man, be, their, be their friend. You guys hear me talk almost every week about this, but it's really just basic being nice to people. It's not about requiring them to come to church so that you can be their friend, right? It's not like, well, if you come to church, I'll be your friend. No. Be their friend, then eventually they'll come to church. Right? Meet somebody who doesn't know Jesus. And, and know that um, Islam is a little different because it's a big culture thing. Right? It's a big culture thing. And so they have, uh, it's uh, believing the facts and understanding the truth is one thing. But, th- but for them to become a Christian, they have to leave their whole culture. Okay? Uh, you know, I mean, if you've heard any, any testimonies of people who have come out of Islam to Christianity, you know they talk about that, about how sometimes their whole family just cuts them off. Like, you're no longer part of the family. Um, And so it it takes great patience and deep relationship. If we build relationship with people, we have the opportunity to speak into their lives. Okay? And so here's here's what I want to do. It's after 8 o'clock, and I know it's about time to be done. But I want to close with one more prayer, and I want you to pray for somebody you know who doesn't know Jesus. Because that's what, that's what I'm going to pray for. I'm going to pray for your friends, and whether they're atheists, whether they just don't have any particular belief, whether they believe one of these other religions, um, we want to pray for them. And I hope you're praying for them regularly. Um, but I want to pray for them, and then, we'll, uh, and then, we'll, and then we'll, we'll, we'll be done. We'll close out tonight. Dear Lord Jesus, God, we thank you for tonight. I thank you for, um, God, just a chance to learn about you and learn about how you are so much better than these other religions. God, how you and your love for us is such an anomaly and such a weird thing in the world today. Um, 
I thank you that we don't have to earn our way to you and that you have already done the work. Lord, I pray for uh, each person that every student comes into contact with. Lord, you know their friends. You know who those hands raised were about. I pray that these students would have the chance to get to know those people and to uh, build a deeper relationship with them, Lord. And then the courage when the time comes and the opportunity arises, the courage to, to talk about you and to talk about faith and to uh, be a light into them, Lord, that when something, uh, when something goes wrong, Lord, that, that these students can be uh, a comforting hand, a, a shoulder to cry on, Lord, a listening ear. God, and that you would uh, give us the opportunity to reach those people around us, Lord, just by showing them your love. Because um, that's the big difference, Lord, between all these other ways to, to try and reach whatever version of heaven, Lord. The, the big difference is that you loved us when we weren't good enough. And God, we praise you and we thank you for that, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.